Welcome to Trib Talk. I'm Jennifer Napier Pierce with the Salt Lake Tribune. It's spring, which means the start of the end of year test taking season in Utah. Uh, but some students are opting out of those new assessments called the SAGE test. And today on the program, we're talking about SAGE and what has some parents concerned and how. The school board is responding. Joining me on the Google Hangout today is Crystal Swayze. She's a former teacher, a parent, and founder of uh, the group Utahns Against Common Core, and she's here in the newsroom. Crystal, great to have you. Thanks so much for your time. Hi, thanks. Also with us, Judy Park. She's associate superintendent at the Utah State Office of Education, and she's joining us from her office in Salt Lake City. And Judy, great to have you as well. Great. Thank you, Jennifer. And a Tribune education reporter Lisa Shanker is with us in the newsroom. She's been following the story. And Lisa, great to have your expertise with us. Thank you. And you're welcome to join our conversation as well. Are your kids taking the new SAGE test? And what do you think about computer adaptive testing in general? You can send your thoughts to the hashtag at TribTalk on Twitter and Google+. You can put them in the comment section right here at sltrib.com, or you can send us a text, and the number is 801-609-8059. Uh, Lisa, I'm going to start with you. Um, you're hearing reports from several schools and several districts that uh, more students are withdrawing from the state testing this year. What's the story? Yes, uh, this is the first year for new state testing called SAGE, or it's known as SAGE. Uh, it's computer adaptive testing, uh, which is different than the old fill-in-the-bubble tests that most people remember. And uh, every year, parents have been allowed to opt out. But this year, some districts are seeing higher numbers of kids uh, being opted out. There's some anxiety over the testing for a number of reasons, uh, including worries about the Common Core standards on which the tests are based, uh, concerns about standardized testing in general. Uh, the vast majority of kids are still taking the test, but there is uh, there are at least a few hundred across the state that are opting out, which is a little higher than normal. Is it occurring in specific districts? Are there pockets that are concentrated where parents are opting out, or is it pretty widespread? across the state? Sure. Of the districts that I've spoken with, it seems like Alpine District is seeing uh, one of the larger numbers of kids opting out. As of last week, they had more than 400 kids who had been opted out, which is still a really small percentage of their massive 70,000-plus uh, uh, enrollment number. But uh, that's where I'm seeing the most kids opting out at this point. Crystal Swayze, you live in Heber City, and uh, I understand you've got an 11th grader who will not be taking the school tests uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, well, we'll talk more in detail as we go, but just generally, what, what are your thoughts? What, what are the objections that you've got to the SAGE test? You know, my opposition to the SAGE or the Common Core tests is as much about protecting teachers' rights as it is about protecting any particular student or my own student. There are so many problems with um, the way that these tests were implemented and the way that they are lacking in transparency. The standards themselves um, I consider to be illegitimate standards because they were never um, pilot tested. They're experimental. And you know, I just, I just feel like we're building a big, huge uh, castle on a sandy foundation. And, and really, the foundation needs to be looked at and questions need to be addressed um, on just the very basic uh, the test itself and the standards upon which the tests are being based. Also, um, parents' authority in, you know, under the law to have um, a, 
the ultimate say over what their child is, is to learn, that's a big problem with these SAGE tests because um, even after the test is taken, no parent or teacher may ever see the test. And so that, that creates a problem for a parent who has authority over that child and making sure that they're being taught things that the parent approves of. Mm -hmm. Judy, uh, can you briefly address some of these transparency concerns that parents have had? I, I know that you've heard them before. That's correct. Utah has been testing um, end-of-level tests since the 1990s. Uh, Jennifer, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I sure can. Thank you. Okay, great. So Utah has been uh, developing and administering end-of-level tests since the 1990s. And in the year 2000, the state legislature passed uh, legislation called UPASS, which required all students to participate in those end-of-level tests. And so this has been going on for a long time, and our, our uh, development methods are the same as they've been since the 1990s, where we involve teachers and parents and develop all of the questions here in Utah, and then put them into an end-of-level test. The part that's different this year with SAGE is it's a computer adaptive test. And that's something new to Utah as far as a statewide implementation. But we've had computer adaptive tests in uh, many districts being piloted now for several years. Explain what this computer adaptive testing is like. How is it different from, uh, say, the bubble test that most of us are familiar with? You bet. Computer adaptive test, of course, requires technology. It's a test that's delivered on a computer. And it's individualized to the student. So uh, as students uh, respond to questions on the test, they will receive questions that are more difficult or that are easier. And it allows the test to provide um, important information about that particular student's academic knowledge and skills. And so this year, as, as I mentioned, since we've been doing since the 1990s, the end of level tests are in language arts, math, and science. And um, all of these are based on the Utah standards. Of course, our science standards have been in place now uh, for, um, I think, the last revision of the science standards was over 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Talking education today on Trib Talk and about the reservations that some parents have about uh, the new state assessment called the SAGE test, which many students are taking uh, this spring. Associate Superintendent Judy Park is with us, also uh, Crystal Swayze of Utah's Against Common Core and education reporter Lisa Schenker. And uh, of course, you're welcome to join our conversation. You can, again, send your thoughts to the hashtag TribTalk on Twitter and Google+. You can put them in the comments section at sltrib.com or send us a text in that number again, 801 609 8059. I, I, I want to get back to um, what Crystal said about the transparency issue. Parents will never have access to the questions. And uh, Crystal, I suppose that's because they don't want the questions out in the public domain, right? Um, how, how would you suggest having a set of test questions be reviewed by parents but not have access to the students who are going to be taking these questions? Well, I would, I would definitely want to read any, or at least have permission to read any test question that was given at least after. It makes, it makes some sense to reserve that um, during the test, but after the test, there really is no reason for such secrecy. And I, it does present a problem. Um, many teachers right now are up in arms, not only in Utah, but across the nation, because 
the pressure that teachers are being put under is is not okay. I mean, even the Tribune just today came out with the article about uh, Anne Florence, who was fired by Granite School District for standing up against these high-stakes standard, standardized tests and trying to support the idea that real learning is being pushed out by an over-focus on the testing. This is something that teachers and parents agree on. Um, the, the government may have good intentions, but they are actually imposing on kind of a sacred triangle that goes between the teacher, the student, and the parent. And when the government comes in and tries to mandate all kinds of things in the classroom, um, and, and, um, Ann Florence said that 19 days out of her 180 days total is taken by standardized testing. Now that's that's a little excessive, I think. And um, the other thing that I would would disagree with with uh, Dr. Park is that that these tests are similar to tests that we've done for many many years. These are very very different tests. For one thing, they are promoted heavily and um, approved of by the federal government as well as the private corporations that are. Um, Bill Gates partner organizations that are all behind this what I what I see as a big monopoly on um, on student education and it shouldn't be that way you know um, Bill Gates is on record calling uh, us a uniform customer base and that's exactly what's what's happening because as he has funded the Common Core and bribed everybody to say that it's good including the National PTA and Harvard University and many educational establishments that we respect um, including the NGA, the CCSSO that Judy Park is a member of these groups came together created the Common Core and then now they're calling it Utah Core but still Common Core no different and really they're trying to pull the wool over parents eyes and to make it sound like it's an innocuous situation where really we are losing local control and teachers and parents really need to fight this Hmm. Uh, you brought up a, a number of issues there, and, and Judy, maybe you can address them. Just to clarify for those who did not see Paul Raleigh's column today, uh, the, the, the story of Ann Florence, she was a teacher in the Granite School District. She was disciplined for not agreeing to grade a district-wide test, which is called the acuity test. I, I guess that's different from the SAGE testing that we're talking about. But uh, maybe, Judy, you can still respond to the concern that teachers are being taken away, their time is being uh, sort of funneled into a different direction, into these high-stakes testing. Can you, can you address that concern first? Judy, you are you there? Thank you for your question. Yes, I'm here. Can you okay. hear me? Yeah, I've got you now. Go ahead. Thank you for that clarification. Um, there is statewide testing and then there's local assessments. And sometimes it's easy to get confused which is the test that's required by state law and which are the tests that local schools and districts choose to administer in addition to that. So thank you for that clarification. As far as the time taken for the Um, Judy, are you there? It looks like we've lost Judy Park, unfortunately. Um, Lisa, maybe you can step in at this point and, and, and talk about how these questions are developed because we're getting some tweets. I'll just read a couple of them. Um, uh, Dan Mazurvi says, uh, is there evidence that these tests have been piloted or validated before we started to use them? That's a concern that uh, Crystal brought up earlier. Um, High-tech comments, uh, weren't these standards developed in coordination with state governments? Weren't these questions parent-reviewed? Take us back just a, a couple of steps. Um, students had been tested with the, uh, I believe it's called the CRT tests, um, and then um, we decided to go this other route into 
the SAGE testing and there's uh, a parent committee was formed. Lisa, remind us that, that recent history in the last couple of years, how school testing has sort of evolved. Sure. Um, years ago, before the Common Core uh, came about, state leaders started talking about wanting to move to computer adaptive testing, just saying it was a better way to gauge student strengths and weaknesses. Um, so that started years ago. And uh, in recent years, uh, we've moved, the state has moved to the computer adaptive testing, this being the first year of the big rollout. The questions were developed um, and they were reviewed by a number of different committees, including a committee of 15 parents um, who looked through all the questions flagging them for anything inappropriate or anything that didn't make sense. Okay. It uh, looks like, Judy, are you back with us? I am back. I'm sorry okay. we somehow lost that connection. No problem. Um, so going back to the, the concern that, that teachers' time is really the uh -huh. emphasis in, in education is on testing instead of on learning. Right, and as I was saying when uh, we lost connection, the amount of time it takes for students to participate in the SAGE is very similar to what they did in previous tests. And so the amount of time taken for that state administration really hasn't increased that much. And so mm -hmm. I recognize the concern about taking time away from instruction, but there hasn't been a, a large increase over the past. And those assessments provide excellent information for students, for parents, for teachers to really understand how well the student is learning the academic information and what additional helps or support that student needs. Mm. Uh, and then to go back to, to Crystal's larger concern, um, can you defend the Common Core Standards? Why is Utah participating in this testing uh, scenario? So first you need to understand this assessment is unique to Utah, developed in Utah, by Utah, for Utah, controlled by Utah. So any sense that there's anyone outside of Utah, anyone on the federal level that it's in any way controls this test or determines um, the test questions, that isn't true because it's totally unique to Utah. And then keep in mind our science standards um, they've been in place, as I mentioned, for over 10 years, and those science standards are completely unique to Utah. And the Utah core standards for language arts and math, yes, there's no doubt that they are uh, the basis of those standards are the common core standards, but they are Utah standards, which allows Utah to make any changes, adjustments, uh, revisions to those standards that Utah chooses to make. Mm. Crystal, mm. I understand that you've got some concerns uh, mm. about the 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 fifteen member parent panel who reviewed the questions. Um, there, there's a, somebody in your group who was involved in that and had some concerns. Yeah, well, I can't speak for her, but she did say that uh, their concerns, the, the questions that they flagged, were not um, were not taken into account. Business as usual, you know. So that w I would I recommend that you have her on here um, to talk about that more. But I wanted to actually um, disagree with respect to what Miss Park was just saying about Utah having total control of the standards. I I just simply don't think that that is true. Um, I've seen the documentation that we've signed, and there's a 15 percent um, limit, meaning that Utah is not permitted to add 
more than 15% to the Common Core state standards. So we don't have control. And um, the fact that the federal government, through the No Child Left Behind waiver, um, is coercing us to do Common Core, and that I know federal money is tied to it. I know there are reasons that the Utah State Office of Education feels that we should be doing Common Core, but they are not academically valid reasons, and they're not for children or teachers. Um, how I can say this is I've actually asked many, many times by, by email and in person, I've asked members of the Utah State Office of Education to answer a simple question. Will you show me the documentation that the Common Core standards were ever pilot tested, that they have some academic va validity? And the, the answer is always dodged. They never answer the question because the answer is no. It has never been tested. It's a giant experiment. Our children are being treated like guinea pigs. Let, let me interject there. What, what do you mean by pilot tested? I'm not... Well, sure, sure. Um, academic um, generally accepted practice is that before you do something, you test it. You know, before you give the medicine to the entire nation, you test it on a guinea pig or you at least test it on a willing subject who's fully aware of what they're risking by taking the medicine. The same thing goes for academic standards. You know, you don't just roll out experimental standards on an entire nation just because Bill Gates said that it's going to be good and he paid you money to say so. And basically that's exactly what's happened in our nation. And so no matter how many groups get on board saying, you know, I've heard, I've seen Exxon ads, I've seen our governor making ads for Prosperity 2020, pushing Common Core, doesn't matter how many people say that it's good, it's still not good if it hasn't been tested or piloted anywhere ever. And that's can a you, great and Judy, can you answer that question before we move on? There are some other uh, items I'd like to cover in our conversation, but uh, was it pilot tested? You bet. I'm happy to respond to that. When you look at standards and the process they go through through a revision, and this is a process Utah goes through on a regular basis with all of our standards. We have standards for all of our content areas. Uh, one of the most recent standards we're preparing to approve is with world languages. The process for revising those standards is working through multiple committees involving uh, many, many people just as the common, uh, the common Core and the Utah Core Standards involve many people in revising, in approving, uh, in reviewing. But the idea that you would pilot standards, it may sound like an easy thing to do, but it, it's, it's, not like a, it's not like a medicine that you ask somebody to take for five days. When you revise standards, it takes, um, it takes um, immersing those standards into a system and having those standards embedded in the curriculum and taught for a long period of time. So that idea of being able to pilot standards independently, it's just, it's just not possible. That's just not the way standards are revised. Mm. Okay, I, I, I want to move on to cover some more ground. Uh, I understand that there was, as part of the SAGE testing, there was a student who surreptitiously took a picture of uh, the image of a question, a test question, and posted it on social media. Judy Park, I understand you have some serious concerns about that. I do have serious concerns about that. The test questions are protected by state law. They're protected by board rule. They're protected by professional ethics. And when you look, you know, the question was, well, why aren't we more transparent? Why don't we let people look at these questions? If you look at any high-stakes test, whether you're talking about the MCAT or the GRE or ACT or SAGE, there has to be security of those test items because you 
want to ensure that every student has equal opportunity to perform the same. And that breach of security or allowing students or um, parents uh, that then could influence students to see those questions, that just, uh, that just invalidates the question and it breaches the security of that test. So am I concerned that a student would, um, would um, go against the laws and the requirements for that test and sneak in a, a device to take a picture? Yeah, I'm really concerned that the student would make that choice. And I'm definitely concerned about any adult that would encourage or um, suggest to a student that it would be okay to break state law and to break school rules in order to do that. I am concerned about anyone that would then take that picture and choose to broadcast it that um, that breaches the security of that of that item and as a result that item can no longer be used in any testing. Hmm. Crystal, I understand that uh I'm not sure if it was you, but your group encouraged sharing this image. Uh, explain the reasoning. Um, please don't blame my group. That was no, nobody but me. Um, okay. A friend of a friend um, just asked me if I would post it on my blog, and I did. And so other blogs may have also posted it, but Utahns Against Common Core didn't do that. And it, uh, frankly, it drew a lot of fire, um, both positive and negative. But I think um, it's interesting that the reason, if you read the blog, uh, the reason I posted it was because I believe that there's a time and a place for civil disobedience. Um, Henry David Thoreau wrote the book Civil Disobedience and he said that when your conscience does not match what is happening in your society then that is the time for civil disobedience and along with that comes the responsibility. You know if they want to take away my um, teaching credential, Judy Park has to sign when I want to renew my credential in a few years, I, I bet she won't sign it and that's a risk, a really sad, tragic risk that I and other others like me are taking, but we feel that it's important. And speaking of law breaking, but, I mean, explain, I, mean, I understand the concept of civil disobedience, yeah. yes. but what was it specifically, what was the message you were trying to convey? Yes. Okay. The message is that there is a higher law here than test security. You know, one quest, test question can get thrown out and it's, it's not, uh, I think Judy Park said in the Tribune article that it was going to cost us five or six thousand dollars to replace that test question which is a whole issue in itself. The fact is that the, the test itself costs this state almost forty million dollars just the SAGE test, the Common Core test and really the question is who is breaking the more important law? Um, General Educational Provisions Act says the federal government has no business in state education and yet we have all these federal accountability measures that our Utah State Office of Education is bowing to um, including data collection, which is another huge part of why a lot of parents are opting out of this. Um, the, the Constitution itself, you know, it says that states are to take care of their own educational business and under the Common Core with this federal corporate collusion that's happening, taking away local control, it really does hurt us. And I'm more concerned with these larger laws than I am with the test security of one question. And if I get sued, or if I get put in jail, so be it. I'm, I'm following what my conscience is telling me to do. Mm. Uh, here's a, a text from Salt Lake City. As a parent, I'm all for adaptive testing and having that info to gauge the strength, focus, and level of classroom instruction. Parents should be able to review info, test, or a sample as desired in some reasonable manner, much improved over CRE testing. So um, uh, how would you respond to that, Judy, uh, if, if a parent 
post-test wants to see that question, is there any avenue um, or um, possibility for a parent to do so? You know, first I just want to say that if the intent of placing that test question on the blog was to provide that information or to allow people to see a test question, it's unfortunate they didn't choose to put the entire question. And instead they chose to just put a small segment that um, posted everything gave that we received. Everything that we received was posted. Just so you know, we're willing to put the rest on there if we get it. Okay, but so Judy, back to the question. Is there any avenue that you foresee where parents could have access to a test question that's been used and I assume discarded at that point? There is no doubt that our goal is to be able to release items every year to the public. So yes, indeed, not just parents, public, anyone that wants to see some of the test questions will have that opportunity as they are released. And that's a pretty common practice in some high stakes testing when they have the resources and they have enough items to be able to release some of those. And I'm hopeful that we can soon have sufficient resources to be able to provide that. We've only got a couple minutes left. I mean, what's at stake for schools and teachers? Obviously, it's a very tiny percentage of parents who are actually pulling their kids out of these tests. But, I mean, what do you do with these results? How are they used? Judy Park. These results provide excellent information for students, for parents, for teachers to be able to um, receive additional information on how the student is learning, performing, understanding academic information, and then the test results, that information is used to inform instruction moving forward. So teachers can better understand where the student might need some additional instruction, where there might need to be some additional resources and supports in particular areas, and it helps parents to understand how they can be involved, how they can provide additional supports to students in those areas where they are struggling. I mean, Crystal, is there anything that would persuade you that uh, the method is good, that, that the Common Core, it looks like it's here to stay, um, and maybe that's a, an assumption that is incorrect on my part, but I mean, is there anything that you think could um, assuage your fears at this point? There are lots of things. There was a really good bill by Jake Andereg this session that didn't even get read. Um, never mind pass, but it was a student privacy bill, that would help a lot. If I saw that the proper protections were in place legally and that it wasn't just empty promises coming from the Utah State Office of Education saying that our student data is safe and that the student data isn't being shared inappropriately with uh, vendors, the federal government, uh, the, the air company and they're partnered with the SBAC and they're partnered with the Data Recognition Corporation and all these um, really worrisome groups um, that would help me a lot. I would also be very happy if there was an opt-out of the state longitudinal database tracking system which is basically inventorying our children uh, without our consent. That's something that I'm very uh, opposed to and I think most parents once they find out that their child is being tracked without their consent from cradle to workforce um, just as Obama's blueprint for reform asked us to do. That's exactly what the state of Utah is, is rubber stamping. 
people are opposed to this when they find out what's going on. So if we could have the proper protections in place, if parents were given the the actual authority that they are that they are supposed to have under Utah law to be the authority over that child, if there was more of a partnership locally with the school board having a, a real voice, not just having to obey the state office, whatever they happen to say, which is usually whatever the Department of Education and federally happens to say, if there was that local control and if there were proper legal protections in place for student data, um, then I would be okay, except for the fact that, of course, the standards are no good. Um, I'm not for, uh, for example, I'm not for informational text taking over the place of classic literature. I'm not for getting rid of calculus in high school. There are a lot of things that, you know, they say it's more rigorous, but it's actually the opposite, at least at the high school level. It's actually dumbing the kids down. And so I would also want the um, licensed clinical psychologist, uh, Dr. Gary Thompson, his viewpoint and others like him to be really listen to because he's pointing out that this is really actually hurting children who are ADHD, who are African American, who are special needs. This testing of everybody equally as if nobody has accommodations or nobody should be let out of the test. I know I'm rambling on, but there are so many things that need to be fixed before I would be comfortable um, allowing my, my child to participate. Lisa, as you've talked with district officials, is there fear when they see tens, maybe even hundreds of students opting out? What does that mean for them and their schools and the teachers? I think at this point uh, most of the district officials I've talked to aren't super worried uh, because again it's it's a really small percentage so far um, but uh, and the state school board also voted on Friday to uh, not make students who opt out, it won't count against a school's grade. Um, but there are still uh, worries, I think, on the individual teacher level about students opting out. Uh, even though it won't affect a school's grade, teacher evaluations um, you know, are going to be including student mm -hmm. test data. And if you're a teacher and your five best students opt out of the test, then that's going to affect your evaluation. Mm -hmm. And, and, the, and the federal dollars are also tied to um, the USOE opt-out policy updated this month says that school participation in Common Core tests is directly tied to a school's qualification for receiving federal dollars. So that's another issue for schools. Mm. Uh, Judy, I'll, I'll give you 30 seconds just to respond to, to, to our discussion today. And uh, do you see it as a red flag that students are opting out? Does it make you think twice about the SAGE test? I think there's no doubt that the percentage of students opting out, um, it appears that it will be higher this year. But I'm hopeful as we end this first cycle of testing and parents and students and the public can see that this is just a test similar uh, to what they've had for many, many years, that there's this level of concern really doesn't exist. I'm very confident that those opt-out numbers will decrease. And it's important to understand that that Utah is very serious about what they do. We have contracts in place that protect student data, that ensures that the privacy of students is absolutely protected in everything we do. And so that level of concern needs to be put in, you know, the reality of what's happening. We're going to have to leave it there, but you've given us a lot of food for thought. Judy Park, Crystal Swayze, Lisa thank Schenker, you. thank you very much for the time today. I appreciate it. Thank you. And many more stories on schools and education right here at sltrib.com. I'm Jennifer Napier-Pierce with the Salt Lake Tribune. Thanks for tuning in to Trib Talk today. We'll see you next time.